0: Hello, everybody. My name is Brian Benger. This is the Small Beast Kaizen podcast, episode 15. Small Beast Kaizen podcast is all about discussing and coming up with ideas, tips and advice that you can use in business today to bring about improvement by using the Kaizen or continuous improvement as a central part of your business strategy. So we like to motivate and inspire you to take bold action that will bring about the results. So uh, this episode today is a conclusion of what we started last week, which is a presentation which was put together and given to us by Daniel Bonstein, the new business development manager for Google, responsible for the UK and Ireland. And he's taking us through how small businesses and any business really can use AdWords or the pay-per-click or paid search option effectively to rank higher in the Google rankings because um, search engine optimization is one way but there is also an alternative way which if you can master it and do it effectively will yield just as good results so let me not steal any thunder from this but stay tuned in right till the end there are great questions which came in from the Uh, crowd that was in attendance during this presentation and uh, I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about YouTube and the Display Network for those of you who are not familiar with it. This is a UK specific figure. 88% of the UK online population has viewed a website on the Google Display Network on any given month. That's unbelievable. So what is the Google Display Network? The Google Display Network, in a nutshell, is a combination of our search partners, our, um, our own websites that we own, google.com being one of them, and YouTube, and our content publishers. So what are our search partners? Our search, par- search partners, obviously, Google, um, AOL, Ask, Virgin, BT. So someone like BT, essentially, they have a search functionality, and that search functionality is fed in by Google. So Google is is housed on their search with their UI and in their site. So that's that's search partners. So you can actually advertise on google.com, and you can opt into our our partner search networks. Our, yes, our partners on our search network, and you can advertise on, on, uh, on them as well, just to increase your overall exposure. Google properties. So YouTube, which we'll talk about in a minute. Gmail, we use the example of me uh, booking a hotel in New York from an email to my sister, fantastic. You can advertise on there. Google Video, you can advertise on there. Google Maps, you can advertise on there as well. Google Finance, not on there, you can advertise there as well. Content publishers. So this is our network, our very vast network. So when we talk about 88% of British internet users being opted in or seeing the Google Display Network each month, we're talking about a lot of these publishers. And these publishers can take the form of the Daily Mail um, channel four times online, or they can take the form of your aunt's blog, right? Um, And maybe not a lot of people read your aunt's blog, but maybe somebody does, and there was something valuable on her blog that led to a purchase on her site. But the point is, all of these long-tail websites, in the aggregate, it equals millions and millions of page views. And those millions of page views are highly targeted. And with our tools, you will have an inordinate amount of reach to reach any kind of person with any interest in any demographic and any interest set that you want. So just, I know it's a little redundant, 88% internet user reach, 36 million monthly unique users, 453 average impressions per user per month. That's a lot of eyeballs on a lot of pages where you could be. Hundreds of thousands of sites in the network. So let me talk a little bit more about the targeting options uh, with the Google Display Network. There's essentially three. Where they are, contextual targeting, category targeting, placement targeting, where they've been remarketing. Remarketing is a fairly new feature we've had for about the last 12 months. Very, very effective in increasing conversion rates. So what is contextual targeting? Contextual targeting is exactly what it says it is our, let's say, web crawlers, which doesn't sound like a very nice term, but our web crawlers who are indexing your websites on a minute-to-minute basis, are also indexing the websites of our content partners or our publisher partners. So what they're doing is they're taking your ad and your interest, and they're finding it a home on the website that is the most relevant to what you're selling or what service you're providing. So an example of this would be, again, let me use the uh, smartphone example. Uh, you're selling a smartphone, and somebody that you're trying to target is on um, CNET and they're reading a review on um, the Blackberry Torch 9800, let's say. So they're reading a review, I really should say Android, okay? I hope this doesn't get back, okay. So they're, they're reading a, uh, a review on, on the new ad Android phone by HTC, and at the same time, your ad appears and say, Hey, you want to buy the new Android from HTC? Yeah, of course I do. Click here. It's right here. You're reading it, you're interested in it, here it is, perfect. What is category targeting? Category targeting, very straightforward concept. We have over 600 categories. So if you didn't want to do traditional contextual targeting or you wanted to do category targeting in conjunction, you could certainly avail of any of these categories and I have a few of them them listed here. So if you were to target travel sites, you could literally target all of the travel aggregators in our network. Somebody's searching for a flight, they want the best deal, they're utilizing several aggregators, and again and again and again, your ad appears. Placement targeting. So let's say you don't want to do what's called a run of network. You don't want your ad appearing on every blog. You don't want your ad appearing on every review site. You want it to be very targeted. Why? Because you know exactly what websites convert well for you and you want to target those sites. So, Let's use the, the smartphone example yet again. Um, you want to target CNETs. Let's say CNetwork, CNET is part of our, our network. Um, but you want to target just them because you think that's going to convert really well for you. You can circumvent the whole system and target a specific placement on a specific website if that publisher has opted into our network. And this is often um, a very user-friendly, very efficient uh, way of doing things because it's all done via the Google AdWords UI, so you don't actually need to go and do a separate deal with an individual site and track that and report on that and be accountable for that in financials, etc. So I I mentioned remarketing very, very briefly. 97% of all the people who will visit your site or any e-commerce site will not convert. This is an industry-wide statistic. For me, I actually don't own an e-commerce site, but if I did, I would find it to be totally unacceptable. Only three out of every 100 people that come to my site will actually buy something. How do I increase that? How do I get more people to buy from me? How do I get people who are on my checkout page to stay engaged and not balance and then go buy from the competitor? I mean, I think if somebody discovers a really, really um, meaningful way to answer that question and the solution, then they'll become a very rich person. But in the meantime, we have remarketing. So what is, what is remarketing? Remarketing is a way of capturing back that user that left. How do we do this? If you're opted into remarketing and you can avail of this service within Google AdWords, and it is a 100% complimentary service, we will put a little cookie on your user who comes and visits your site. Once they visit your site and leave your site, and they go to any number of sites on the internet, that cookie will follow them. Assuming that they're visiting another Google partner site the display network, and as we already established, that's roughly uh, 90% of internet users will see that. So there's a 90% chance that you'll be able to re-engage that user even after they left your site. So you will be able to show them a new ad that which will cater just for them that will get them to come back to your site. So again, if you're selling, you're selling a smartphone, they left your site, they went somewhere else, you have a different creative specific for them. They're in a bucket, so you know where to reach them. It's all anonymous, of course. And you reach them and you say hey, I noticed that you didn't buy this uh, smartphone. Check this out, I've got this deal now. Maybe a deal that wasn't open to them before. Maybe with a discount you can entice them to come back to your site. So, so far we've seen that this has vastly increased conversion rates. And actually I apologize to you very sincerely because I forgot to mention something extremely valuable to you earlier when we were talking about um, return on investment. Anybody here familiar with Conversion Optimizer? Okay, one person, two people. How about the uh, Swedish guy? Yeah, I know. Oh, you're Swedish too? Yes. Okay, great. We should we should talk later. I something interesting to tell you. So, um, conversion optimizer is another free tool from Google that you can you can put on your site on the back end, and what it does is it tracks your conversions. But more than that, there's a synergy between that and AdWords, and that synergy will uh, increase your conversions. So in other words, once you have Conversion Optimizer on your website, what <coughs> it will do is it will change your, your bidding and it will change from a cost per click to a cost per acquisition. So you set the most amount that you're willing to pay per acquisition. Maybe you're willing to pay up to one pound 50 to sell your smartphone, you sell your CPA, and the Conversion Optimizer bids towards that. So the initial research that we've done over the last two years shows that And this is really, really specific to the e-commerce space, right? So it's the 21% of on average of people who use Conversion Optimizer versus the group that didn't saw uh, an increase in their conversions. And 14% of the people uh, saw a reduction, I'm sorry. There was a 14% reduction in CPA and a 21% increase in conversions, which is amazing. Okay, Um, just gonna real quick talk about YouTube. And if I don't answer any questions about any of these products, we don't have a, a lot of time. Um, we, we do have. I've just been informed that the next session is not taking place. So anybody wants to stay past four and ask questions, certainly uh, feel free. And if I didn't touch upon something, so so please uh, let me know. Um, just going to show you a quick YouTube clip. Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back to your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't here. But if he stopped using lady scented body washes, which switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat. The man your man could smell like. What's in your head? Back at me. I am. It's an oyster with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now diamonds. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. So who's seen that? Who's seen that? Uh, okay. So some of you have seen it. Um, This ad was extremely popular, and uh, you know, it really, you know, I think it really took people by surprise. Um, And and I just wanna just read you some stats. So we've had well over 10 million people have viewed this ad from Old Spice, um, or I should say the the Old Spice uh, brand channel where this video ad was featured. There's over 134,000 subscribers now to the Old Spice brand channel. It was a number one viewed uh, channel on YouTube, and think about how many channels there are on YouTube um, during the, the uh, duration of the campaign. Now it's the number three still of all time viewed brand channel, which is really, really incredible if you think about it. This guy at, at, uh, now, or Old Spice I should say, now have 86,000 followers on Twitter, and over 665 1,000 friends on some social network that I forget the name, but uh, maybe you guys have heard of it. If you remember, tell me after. So YouTube, again, it's a Google property that you can advertise uh, on, and and there's really a lot of options, and we don't have the time to go into all of them. But right now, it's the second biggest search engine in terms of traffic after Google. It reaches half a a million people uh, each month, over two billion views. There's a lot of very innovative ways that you can engage with YouTube. Like Old Spice, for example, you can house your brand, you can have your own channel, like a TV channel, where you filter premium content to that. For example, if you had an offline TV commercial, you could put that on your YouTube channel, you can drive traffic to it, you can have contests on your channel, you can make it engaging, you can get user feedback. And at the end of the day, 5% of all time online right now is spent on YouTube. There's a lot of ways that you can, even without your own brand channel, advertise against search results, and so on and so forth. The, the options are very, very multifaceted, and much like you know, Google AdWords, and you can actually do this from the Google AdWords campaign, everything is extremely measurable, trackable, and so on and so forth. So, winding down, how can Google help? How can we help you? How can we help the people in this audience who are interested um, in making a splash in online marketing and availability of our services? We don't actually publicize this. But we do have free, complimentary assistance, where we will help you build your campaign if you're a new customer to Google. And this complimentary assistance takes on many forms, from building your campaigns to helping you optimize them, to providing you with market insights, to giving you the right budget recommendations on how much to invest initially, and it, the list goes on. And this service is we provide it for very large customers, middle customers, and even small businesses. Um, is is Peter in the audience? Somewhere. Peter, raise your hand. No? Okay. Well, anyway, uh, please visit Peter, who's not here, or myself uh, at the booth if you want to discover more or ask us any questions, and we'll be happy to sort of tell you about uh, those offerings. Last thought I want to leave you with is, consumers are always searching and converting. So we tell our customers, always be on. Anytime that you're not on, and your user is searching for you, three in the morning, that's a, that's a lost opportunity. Ultimately, there's a lot of very um, compelling ways that you can manage your bids and you can manage your budget to ensure that you're available at every time to return your target audience. And that's really all I had, so please, questions about anything. Can't guarantee you answer stuff?: Sir?
2: Oh,
1: I'm sorry, she's going to bring the microphone. Precisely, what impact does the um, destination page, the quality of the destination page, have on the overall quality score, the AdWords quality score? It's a really, it's a really good question. Um, that's not something that can be publicized, And um, that's not something that I even know. So, I'm sure it happens. Yes, I'm, I'm sure all the factors that I discussed, click-through rate, uh, landing page, and relevancy, you know, keyword relevancy and so on—they do—they are very much taken into account. As far as the ratio, <clears throat> there might be some engineers in Mountain View who um, know what that ratio is, but it's not something that um, that, that, that I actually could that I actually know. Thanks. Any other questions? See, when
2: I'm on Google, when I'm on Google, i want to do a search, and it displays to me, say, thirty-three thousand different companies. How comes I can't see more than companies? Like I might go to options, get a hundred, options hundred, and then um, will only show me ten. So it's
1: ten pages, that hundred, a thousand. Why? Why don't you show me the whole search? You mean why doesn't the page just continue going down all the way? Yeah, yeah. to okay. three thousand different companies. Okay. Two questions. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I really don't know what the answer to that, to, to that is. I'm sure an, I'm sure there's an answer that. Uh, Maybe even somebody else knows, but, I mean, most, most websites don't let you scroll all the way down. Usually it is a question of clicking on, going to the next page. And you know, I, I think it has to do more with the uh, user experience. So people probably prefer to have the results on their screen instead of scrolling down infinitely. Because if you want to scroll back up, you know, maybe you won't be able to find your place as easily. I don't know, just off the top of my head. Other questions? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll speak. Okay, sorry. sorry. Um, an, earlier, an earlier
2: session um, by Tree Podia, who put videos onto websites, said yeah. that uh, Google will not rank future sites unless it has video content. Is this true? Can you repeat
1: the question? I'm sorry.
2: an, o- <clears throat> it's an earlier session, okay. uh, Tree Podia, who uh, a company that put videos onto websites Okay. announced that Google will not rank uh, your site unless it has video content.
1: Um, yeah, I don't think that's true. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah,
2: I don't think that's true. Ma'am, with the sunglasses? Thank okay. you. Um, with the rise of Uh, Contextual advertising, Uh, there's probably more um, opportunity for error, such as a product being associated with a page that it probably doesn't want to be in. Um, How important should we take RDF as uh, as a um, methodology for SEO in that context?
1: Uh, What's RDF? I'm sorry.
2: RDF is the uh, advanced SEO when you add location, place. For instance, you might want to search Paris Hilton. Right. But you, not, you don't want the Paris Hilton that you have searched for. Um, yeah. It differentiates between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering how if Google Let's is see. taking that seriously because it's going to be the next thing in SEO.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we, we, can't, <laughs> we can't comment on anything that has to do with SEO. Um, if, if, if you're speaking about. I mean, do you want to clarify the question? Um. Not related to Yeah, well, also in
2: um, pay-per-click as well. So you, if you want, for okay. instance, it would actually have an impact on Google's effectiveness so in, me, in, a, in a
1: pay-per-click. So let me see if I understand you correctly. So somebody puts in a, a search query for something, mm-hmm. like let's say they want to go to Java Indonesia, and they get Starbucks coffee, is that what oh, you're talking yeah.
2: about? Yeah, or, or the, maybe the programming
1: code. Yeah, or the C++ program. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is. Is there, is there something in place to maybe differentiate? Yes. So our our web crawlers know the difference between that, and that's never been an issue for us uh, since we've had viable or product suite. So the best example of that is actually from the contextual targeting. group we're talking about the display network, if you are on a site where you're reading about you know your coffee release, and you're reading about some new coffee blend. And um, it's a kind of source site, and that site is a partner site with hosts Google Ads. You definitely won't see maybe one in a million, but you definitely won't see Indonesia or the programming language. So that's never really been an issue. Okay, I'll put that
2: to the test. Okay, please in my, do. In my next okay. Um, I, uh, you mentioned. Sorry, oh, sorry. I'll okay. take yeah. You mentioned, um, you mentioned uh, PPC and uh, the advertising qualitative side of things. Right.
0: How does one know what your quality score is as far as Google is concerned? Because it's, a, it's obviously a very big piece.
1: It is. I mean, that's, that, that's a great question, you know, and, and I apologize I couldn't go into more granularity uh, on, on, on AdWords or, or the other products, but it, it's quite simple. So all the keywords that you bid on have corresponding quality scores. So if, uh, and the, cor- the quality scores go from one to ten. So if a keyword that you bid on is a quality score of three, um, then that means that that keyword is not getting a good click-through rate, and it may also mean that that keyword isn't Corresponding very well to what the landing page is so, so that's how you know So if you've got a lot of keywords in your account that have low quality scores Let's say below seven you're going to want to take a look at that and see how you can either a improve them or B You may just want to delete those keywords and use other keywords right. yes. <coughs>
0: Oh is it a legal, legal authorized practice by Google to use, for that word the name of your competition? A great
1: question as well. Um, so, yeah, there's been, there's, there's been a lot of uh, uh, debates and some controversy about uh, trademark, and um, it was ruled by you know, various courts uh, within the European space, as well as in the US, that yes, you are allowed to put on competitor's keywords. So, for example, uh, not to be the smartphone example familiar to death, but if you are if you are BlackBerry and you want to bid on a keyword on their brand term as we call it, you can do that. i um, get to you afterwards. Sir, in the middle of the last question. Uh, you? Um, sort of, yeah. um, I appreciate you want to speak about... Quality algorithms too much, but I noticed that you didn't mention anything about incoming links in terms of page quality. Okay, I, I always understood that has been one of Google's main things. It in terms of in terms of, yeah. of SEO, um, in terms of you're talking paid. about page, page rank, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's right. Um, I, I think. So is that irrelevant to page? I'm sorry. Is that irrelevant to page? To to pay, it is irrelevant to page. It is irrelevant to paid, but I can certainly you know, address that in terms of natural search results because it's a very commonly known um, fact. So I th- what this gentleman is referring to is one of the ways that you appear higher on the natural search results is how relevant your website is. And how relevant your website is, is, is largely based on how many other sites link to your site. So how many other sites, if you will, promote your site in one way, shape, or form? And we call that uh, PageRank. It's an algorithm that was developed by Mary Page as one of the founders. Um, I think this gentleman had a question. Uh, the the chat touched on it a little bit as well. Just
2: uh, the, the relevance of video. You know, in, in Linking through to YouTube and, and how Google are ranking video content onto page one, whether that's going to Ultimately, become a separate page with dynamic content yes. or whether the organic list will still feature. So you have paper click, then you have your maps, then you have your videos, the organics are seem to be dropping off the bottom.
1: Can mm-hmm. you address that in some way at all? So if I understand you correctly, you're asking me if there, on the search results pages, if there's gonna be the advent of a way to rank the quality of videos? Uh, no, just uh, websites with video embedded in them will rank higher than those without. Um, as, of, as of now, you know I, I don't believe that that's the case. Um, whether it will or not in the future, ultimately, I, I would speculate as much as you. So, so I, I don't have, I don't have the information. Ma'am, in the left, French. Sorry for pointing.
0: Thanks. I've got two questions. Um, the first one is, how do you see the PPC strategy changing with Google Instant? Not, not just yet because the um, percentage of searches in the UK is still very small, but in future?
1: It's, it's also a really, really great question, and, and I was expecting somebody to ask that uh, before, before you did. Um, so our, our official stance, um, from what I know, um, that the company has is, is the following. First of all, there's not enough there's not enough data for us to really say how it's gonna change things, right? Because it's a fairly new product. So, is it conceivable that there will be a change in, in a year's time, yes. But, but we're a data-driven company, and right now we don't have the data to, to support that. But what I can speak to is the reason why it was implemented. And, and it was implemented because everything that we do at Google, and of course we have commercial products, and of course we're profitable, and, and of course we want to be profitable, as any company does. But at the end of the day, Google is about um, improving the user experience, and from day one, it's been all about what's best for the user. So Google Instant, Google the genesis of Google Instant was, what can we do to, to promote and improve the user experience? And I think what you'll find is, when you use Google Instant, it does, I mean, I use it as well, it does improve the user experience, and our long-term ethos is anything that improves the user experience will ultimately be beneficial to advertisers.
0: Thank you. Then my second question oh. is, uh, sorry, if you scroll up on that say on that page that you have on your com- on the screen, yeah, if you scroll up and there's the map section be, uh, below the sponsored links,
1: yeah.
0: Ah no, there was another on page. Um, how do you feature higher on that map section that appears below the sponsored links? Is that that's not SEO related, is it? Um,
1: no, I think when we were we were searching for uh, hotels before we saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, that's actually quite an easy question. Well, f- first of all, what, what I would say is, is if you are, if you do have locations, if anybody here has any kind of locations, this, this is a free feature. So all you have to do is go into Google Maps and list yourself, and there's no reason why not to do it, because as you can see, that's very compelling, right? Um, in terms of the ranking, the ranking is based on uh, location, so this, uh, based on the IP address, they know where I am, and based on that, they're showing me what, what's 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 uh, sort of closest to I am, mm-hmm. to closest to to where I am. In terms of how they're ranked, independent of that, yeah, I actually don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not unfortunately I'm not an expert in, in all in all of our products, um, but that's what I know, and mm-hmm. you know I don't know if it's if it's random or if it's based. I don't think I'm speculating. I don't think it's based on any kind of, you know, um, reward for having more compelling text because it's all pretty much the same thing. It's just a telephone number listing. Yeah. Okay. But it's a good question. Okay. Sir, in the back. Oh, um, following on to um, Google Instant. Yeah. Um, if you targeted your PPC campaign to um, target half words so for instance if you ask after people searching for Hilton to do H I L T O, yeah as that person's typing it in would the PPC advert arrive at that point? Uh, it shouldn't um, well it, it, yeah it might it might arrive but you can't bid on half words And you can't create uh, text ads based on half-words. Every text ad, believe it or not, of all the millions, hundreds of millions of text ads that are created the world over, every single text ad goes through some sort of approval process by an actual Google employee. And somebody that was bidding on a half-word, that uh, creative would be disapproved. So they they wouldn't be able to show search results based on a half-word. So how, how does that work with people, say, searching... For serial numbers, or for if, I'm sorry. If if say you're searching, if you're targeting you have for model number of something, um, that wouldn't actually be words. So for uh, for model number, oh yeah, yeah, no, you can you can definitely target by by model numbers. But my point is this: is if you were advertising against uh, the keyword, if you if you were the Hilton Hotel, right? And, Okay, if you are the Hilton Hotel and you wanted to advertise on uh, Hilt as a keyword, you, you you wouldn't be able to. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Um, sir?
2: Does Google have an official standpoint on whether you logged into your um, Google account or not based on the search results? Because I've had
1: a different shape results on whether I'm actually logged into Google or not? Uh, yes, actually, because uh, if you're if you're logged into your Google account, then you will be voluntarily giving Google um, some more details about your preferences. And the search results will be slightly located towards what those preferences are. And you're free to do that in our own spaces as well. OK, is there an official page that explains the differences in search results at all? Um, I'm not sure of such a page, but um, I would say, yeah, I don't know, if you want to come down to the bit later, I can try and help with that. Okay, thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll take two more questions. Sir, sir over there and Sir over here. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh- Quick question on the
2: uh, you mentioned one of the things on the, the quality ranking is, uh, for example, the relevance of the search word to the word, the keyword to the words in the text ad. Does that is that synonym aware? So, if for example, the keyword is course but the text ad says workshop, does that say yes that's relevant, or do I have to create separate uh, ad text? Uh, for effectively each of my separate
1: uh, keywords on the Well, it's actually less about the relevance to the text ad and it's more about the relevance to the landing page. And is the landing page sitting in the way? Is the landing page sitting in the way? Yeah. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not an issue at all. Sir, last question? My question was very simple. I actually worked for it. Hilton uh, Thank you for calling to the example of a lot of time. no, no problem. I, um, think it's, I think it's a great hotel chain, top notch. Uh, it was just
2: going to use the example of the London department. When you chose the first example for London, we actually came up to, to the microsite. Do you think that would affect, I mean, having microsites for a company like us, would that be a better option rather than having a whole different land landing page as a well? whole? Because we it's have got a paired, uh,
1: land landing site as well, we've got a microsite as well. And different brands obviously need different microsites as well. Do you think that's I mean. If I understand your, correct, your question correctly, you can correct me if I wrong, yes, I think having microsites is, is, is a great idea. So that makes us more popular in terms of, you know, the organic searches and the paid searches is well as the that's, that's why I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, you know, if, I, if, if when I searched for London Hotel and I got the microsite for that specific hotel, yeah. that was extremely valuable. If I had gotten the Hilton International site from Worldwide Bookings, that would have been an annoying user experience. They're like, okay, now I've got to find the country, now I've got to find the city, now I've got to find the locations in the city. London hotels, I, I get a location right in London, perfect. I mean, that site was great, I had the telephone number, I had the address. Maybe in five seconds I pick up pick up the phone and book. You, you're probably, you know, half of the time at least you're going to lose a customer on, on the site. So I think the bottom line is the more targeted that you make the landing page to what they're searching for. First of all, the high quality you'll get on the keyword, but the better the user experience will be. And that's sort of what it's all about. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Thanks for everybody for coming. And if you want to hear the exact same thing tomorrow between three and four, please feel free to come.
0: (laughs) Well, so there we have it, folks. That was Daniel Bonstein from the Google team based here in the UK. An Ireland taking us through what it takes to use the Google products as a big part of any online business. So let's move on now. I've got a couple of announcements for you. The biggest one and the great news is the book, which is Pimp Your Biz, is almost ready for launch just putting some final touches. This is really, really exciting project I've been working on and shaping up and looking like the quality product. It always set out to be it, uh, just been shooting some kind of promotional videos today and i'm uh, really having fun with it all so what do you have to do if you don't want to miss the boat first of all there is a 30 percent discount which i'm offering to any of the early birds who if you go to our website which is www.smobieskaizen.com forward slash the book all in one word the book that would take you to That will take you to a page where you can leave your details for me to send you the discount code on the day the book is launched. The launch is definitely going to happen before Christmas and this could be one of the best ways to kickstart a new wave of continuous improvement for your business in the new year. So check it out, smallbeeskaizen.com forward slash the book. So till next time, I really want to thank you for tuning in each and every week to listen to our podcast. Really, really, it's uh, worth all my effort if you're able to join me and listen in to to all the things we've got to share. And uh, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to subscribe to the iTunes feed. It always helps us to move up those rankings so that we are more visible. The more visible we are, the more we are in command of the Kaizen world. So till next time, folks, over and out. Cheers.